gonna throw. Drake picked up the pressure all alone is Zay Jones, and he will prance into the end zone for the touchdown and the victory in overtime for the Raiders. And this celebration is for real. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Uh, it happened again. Underdog won outright. That happened nine times week one in the NFL. Strictly back dogs. You did just fine. It was a profitable week for you. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, taking a look at what we uh, witnessed last night, week one in the NFL, and taking an early look at week number two. Uh, another person who had a terrific week. Uh, we did well in the circuit. Circa million going five and zero, oh, so uh, we're a little scared off by week number two. But I know Ian McMillan absolutely crushed it. A bet sided at Ian Mac Bets on Twitter. Ian, congrats on the big week. But but first, I've got to start here. I know you uh, you're, you moved over to bet sided recently. Um, can you explain some of the differences in living in Canada versus New York? <laughs> Uh, I, I would say the biggest difference, I'm living in New York City, where I'm originally from in Nova Scotia, Canada, with a small farm town of 2,000 people. So traffic uh, back home is uh, when you get stuck behind a tractor. Traffic here in New York City is uh, is a little bit different. So uh, it's, it's taken a little bit to get used to, but I love it so far. Yeah, Ian, New York City, it's a different animal, but it, it is it is fun. And look, we're happy to have you on the show today. And Ian, you had a great week, week one. Um Take us through how you did what you did. Was it back in the dogs? Was it? Did you have a strategy? Why? Why do you think after kind of reviewing what you did, why such a good week one? Is there anything you take from that as you go into week two? Yeah, I did back quite a bit of uh, underdogs and unders. Um, I bet on every single NFL game, so 272 bets I'll have this season. So I bet on all week one games. Went 13 and three, and I mean. Week one's tough, so I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to kind of pump myself up here, but uh, obviously a lot of luck went into that record this week, but a lot of underdogs, man. It's hard for me to back chalk in week one of the NFL. That's kind of a yearly strategy I have, so I, I, I leaned a lot of underdogs, and that's uh, and, and it worked out for me. So early looks at week two, and I, I wonder if you had uh, the same reaction. When I see, oh, another dog hit again on Monday night, so they go 12 and four. The public's going to start looking at these underdogs and um, in some bounce back spots, we have some favorites, some heavy favorites, some not. But just my gut reaction before really breaking down all of these matchups is, uh oh, it's either week two or week three. There's going to be a big week for the favorites coming. Yeah, I think it's going to be week three, though, because I think what happens in week two, like I said, kind of my general strategy in week one in the NFL is to kind of not back chalk and to go underdog. But then what happens mm-hmm. in week two, I feel like, is that a lot of people overreact to, to the reactions in week one um, and back just a lot of favorites because they back the teams that, that look good in week one and, and, and bet against the teams that look bad in week one. But it's only one game. It's a one-game sample size. A lot of weird things can happen in one game. Uh, so I'm probably going to back a lot of underdogs again this week, and then I think favorites are going to are going to take a little bit of a bounce back in week three and four. Ian, I, I, your your wins, your losses for week one. One of the teams you didn't win on, one of the few, Washington. Let's talk about them. Week two, hosting the Giants. Now without Ryan Fitzpatrick, what's your early read on the game? A couple days away, Giants at Washington. We know Heineke's going to be the quarterback probably for um, you know, the better part of close to two months now with uh, with Fitzpatrick out. 
Yeah, I'm a little torn on this one. Uh, I mean, first of all, of course, we're getting a classic just junk Thursday night game. Um, but I'm a little torn on this one because I'm trying not to real overreact to, to week one's results um, with the Giants not looking good against Denver whatsoever, especially their offense. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this Giants team, and my issue with this Giants team this season is they have no offensive line, and it's uh, something that these teams keep doing is they, they draft receivers and sign receivers and get these quarterbacks, and they get all these other positions before they address the offensive line, and I think that that's the opposite way that you should be building a football team. So when you look at this Giants offensive line against this Washington defensive line, it's going to be hard for me to bet against Washington. Like I said, I kind of don't want to overreact to week one. But at the same time, if you just kind of look at the, look at the, the matchup, I mean, this, you've got to think this Washington defense is going to eat up this, this New York offense alive. So I'm probably going to end up backing Washington uh, minus three right now. I haven't fully locked it in, but that's, a, that's going to be a tough matchup for, for that Giants offense. Uh, Ian, we saw a little bit of reaction uh, or movement uh, reacting to what we saw on Monday Night Football with the Baltimore game coming up on Sunday night. Baltimore is hosting Kansas City. We saw it open in some spots at two and a half, and you knew this was coming. Uh, They moved that through the three. It's now Kansas City minus three and a half. Uh, Any early thoughts there? Yeah, I think I still got to back Kansas City. Um, I, I, I think I think Baltimore is going to regress a little bit. Obviously, the big question, and I'm not saying anything breaking here, is what, what, who's the real Lamar Jackson? Is Lamar Jackson actually as good as he was in his, in his MVP season two years ago? Is he a little bit closer to what he played like last year? I think I think it's the latter. So, I mean, yeah, I'm probably going to back Kansas City here. But also, I mean, the Chiefs have been so bad against the spread recently. What were they, 7-9 and nine against the spread last year? Didn't cover in week one. Uh, but when you get the number, that's I, I wish I would have grabbed that two and a half number there yesterday. That would have been fantastic. Now that uh, that it's above three, it's a little bit trickier. But as long as it stays four or less than that, three and a half, four, I'll, I'm still going to back the Chiefs because I just I don't believe in the, uh, this Ravens team. Ian, one of the games I'm really looking most forward to this weekend, Dallas traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Chargers coming off the close win in Washington. Dallas, the close loss in Tampa. Dallas gets a little bit extra rest. How much do you factor that in? Is that something that matters more for you late in the season, those three extra days, the Thursday to Sunday? Does it matter right now? Dallas right now on FanDuel point dogs in Los Angeles against the Chargers. And, again, we don't think there's much home field advantage. Maybe actually uh, with the Chargers. Yeah, the long week, I, I do kind of factor it in, but then it, with those kinds of things, it, it's always baked in the line anyway. Those odds makers already know it as well. So, I mean, I, I'm not putting yeah. too much value behind that. This game is such a tough game to call from the spread. I know the total has already been, I think it opened 52. It's all the way up to 55. I think I'm probably just going to take the over uh, in that game. I was on the over in the, in the Cowboys opening game there uh, against the Buccaneers. But, I mean, I, it's hard to bet on a spread on a team that has maybe – like a top three offense in the NFL, but then like a bottom three defense because those kind of games usually just come down to who has the ball last, like we saw, you know, in, in, in the opening night. And uh, if that team, if the other team scores a touchdown, you're going to lose on the spread. If they take a field goal, then you might win on the spread. So even though the totals bumped all the way up to 55, I'm probably going to go in the over on that. Uh, this Cowboys team is just a, a dream team for, for over I think, this season. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Our guest, Ian McMillan of BetSided at Ian Mac Bets on Twitter. If we give you the board, what is one game that you are sure, all contests, bet you're going to bet it, 
um, and it's going to be on your card, one side. Seahawks over the Titans. I, I'm big on fading the Titans this season. Um, they shouldn't have been an 11-5 and team last year. They were like 28th in, in opponent yards per game. The only defenses that gave up more yards per game were the Jaguars, uh, Texans, and Lions. Um, and then we saw them get exposed in week one there, uh, and the Cardinals' pass offense crushed them, and now they're facing the Seahawks' pass offense, uh, which is just as explosive. So it spread a little bit higher than I would have liked. Um, I believe it's up to five and a half now, but uh, I'm going to continue fading the Titans uh, for the next few weeks until the lines adjust a little bit more. I don't think they're a good football team. Ian, if you're right about that, and I tend to think you are, we could be looking at the two favorites in the AFC South, both 0-2 after the first two weeks. Seattle will be taking on the Titans, and over in Indianapolis, the Colts off a loss last week to Seattle. They're hosting the Rams. Rams right now four-point road favorites. I like the Rams. I know it's another home spot for the Colts, and they probably a little desperation there. What do you think about that game? Rams and their pass rush coming in against a banged-up offensive line for the Colts. Yeah, I like the Rams as well. I know the Rams, when they signed Stafford, everyone was kind of hailing them Super Bowl champions already. Um, but then there was kind of like a, a backlash of that of people saying, oh, you know, the Rams aren't actually that good. But I think the Rams are that good. I think Matthew Stafford showed there on Sunday night that he is the real deal. He is exactly kind of what that Rams team needs. Now, I don't think their defense is quite as good um, as they were last year, but I don't think they necessarily need to be with Matthew Stafford there if he keeps playing like he did there on Sunday night. So, um the Colts were one of those teams that I was very interested to see how they were going to perform in week one. Um, and I wasn't impressed, obviously. That offense looked, you know, sluggish at best against probably an, an average Seattle defense. And now they're going to go up and face an even tougher uh, defense in L.A. So, uh, like the Rams in that one as well. Um, that them and the Seahawks, I mean, these, these Western divisions are, are, are going to be tough this year. That NFC West is nasty. Uh, Ian, uh, on totals, I know you bet a number of them in week one, and you did very well. We've got Cowboys, Chargers. That one's already been bet up to 55 and a half. Everybody, no matter what the number, is going to be on the over. Are there any uh, totals overall that stand out in week two? Yeah, there is one. I, I think the Patriots and Jets, I, I like the under in that one. It's, it's at 42 and a half. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I was on the under in both uh, their games last week, the, the Jets-Panthers under and the Patriots-Dolphins under. Um, I mean, neither the, the Jets' offense or defense is great, but I think the defense is a little bit better. And and the Patriots' defense is, I obviously think, better than uh, their offense right now. Just not a ton of weapons on that Patriots' offense. Matt Jones is still going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Zach Wilson is still going to get uh, a little bit of time before he kind of gets into the flow of things. So two rookie quarterbacks going against each other, two teams that probably have better defenses than offenses. Uh, 42.5 seems like a little bit of a low number. I still like that under, though. I think Bill Belichick's kind of managing these games. He's not trying to score a ton of points. He's trying to control the ball, uh, run it, move the ball down the field, and kind of take time off the clock. So um, I like unders, even though, I mean, betting on unders in any sport, especially football, is a masochistic thing to do. But uh, I, I certainly like betting I, I, I'm better at betting under than I am over, so uh, that's probably my favorite under bet of the week there is uh, between the Patriots and Jets. Ian, you mentioned the Panthers, who beat the Jets in week one. That's a fun game. Saints at the Panthers. Right now, Saints, three-and-a-half-point road favorites. The winner of this game, I mean, somebody's 2-0 and with either Jameis Winston or Sam Darnold and kind of putting themselves in position to maybe be a surprise team, a surprise playoff contender. What do you make of that game? Do you like the Panthers getting those points at home, or, or do you love what you saw with the Saints? 
Yeah, I know I mentioned I was going to take a lot of underdogs, and I'm realizing I'm going to back uh, some favorites here. So I'm just kind of taking the same <laughs> for this one, too. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm high on Jameis Winston. He was, he was my dark horse pick to win MVP this season. Um, he looked great in week one. Um, and I hate Sam Darnold. I mean, it blows my mind that the Panthers opted for Sam Darnold over Teddy Bridgewater this year. And one thing about the Saints that really not a lot of people talked about uh, this offseason was how good the Saints' defense is. Everyone talked about the Rams' defense, Ravens' defense, Pittsburgh defense. I believe the Saints were third in scoring defense last year. Like they have a very, very, very good defense. And you saw that in Week 1 when they shut down Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense. So if they can do that to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense, imagine what they're going to do uh, to Sam Darnold uh, and the Carolina Panthers. So... Um, that might be actually one of my favorite bets of the week as well. I love the Saints, uh, minus three and a half on the road there. What about uh, the futures and awards movement that we've seen? Anything that uh, really stand out? I mean, the coach of the year is going nuts. Like Sean Payton's already one of the favorites after taking down the Packers in week one. Kyler is uh, now suddenly a favorite after one game. Anything uh, that really jump out to you? Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's a, a decent bet. I'm looking at him uh, ten to one there to win MVP. Because remember, I mean, last year Kyler Murray was a hot name to win MVP, probably at the midway point of the season, and then he, he ran into some injury issues and then kind of tampered off the rest of the year. But uh, uh, yeah, and I think Najee Harris with the Steelers as far as offensive rookie of the year, I think he might show some value now after a slow week one. His odds dropped a little bit, which now I think he kind of has value. I think he's around nine to one, ten to one right now. Um, I mean, the Steelers, are, he's going to be a workhorse for the Steelers. I believe he saw the most snaps of all running backs in the NFL, like the highest percentage of snaps Najee Harris did. So um, not right. a great week one start, obviously, but uh, he's going to be a workhorse for the Steelers. If he can get, find the groove, I mean, he's going to get the carries. The carries are going to be there. So if he can turn those carries into yards, uh, he might be a good kind of pick uh, to an offensive rookie of the year. And now would be the time to do it after a slow week one start. Kind of saw his odds slip a little bit. Ian, we were talking earlier about Coach of the Year market. One of the names that's interesting after week one, Nick Sirianni, Eagles, 20-1. to 1. He was 41 before the season. What did you make of Philadelphia week one? Probably one of the biggest surprises. Blowout win over Atlanta. Probably about 30 seconds here. Your quick thought on the Eagles after the week one win. I would say don't put too much value into it because they played against my Atlanta Falcons, which might not win a single game all year. They were atrocious offensively, couldn't protect Matt Ryan, couldn't defend on the right side of the field in the past game. Jalen Hurts tore them up. So, yeah, I was on the Eagles. They did look impressive. It wasn't a close game, but at the same time, let's see them play uh, a team other than the Atlanta Falcons because they stink. They're going 0-17. Ian McMillan, bet-sided at Ian MacBets on Twitter. Ian, thank you for your time. Let's do this again, all right? Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Take care. Good stuff there from Ian. He also has the Bacon Bets podcast. You know, as, as we're talking through it and on a Tuesday morning, I'm concerned that I'm going to be on a lot of favorites as well. Yeah, you, you kind of said it yesterday. You, you're already leaning yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that kind of week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where the lines end up. We'll see. But, man, Kansas City against Baltimore, that could be ugly, ugly for the Ravens. All right, coming up next, we're going to line them up, take a look at week number, what are we, three, four, I forget, uh, in college football. We're going to hit on the top college football games next. It's Joe, Joe, and Aaron. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.